the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. He is America's mayor. You can follow him right now on Twitter at Rudy Giuliani. Mayor Giuliani, welcome back to America First. Very nice to be on, Sebastian. Always a pleasure. You're doing great work. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You you were on fire this weekend. You you had uh, <laughs> a, a belly full of righteous indignation. Um, let, let's just start with the basics. When let me ask a dumb question: When, when a mayor withdraws police from a police station like Mayor Jacob Fry, is that ever a good thing, Mister Mayor? Well, first of all, Seb, I've never heard of that before. I've never, I mean, withdrawing police officers and moving them around for tactical reasons is, of course, normal. But I can't imagine under threat of gun and attack and, I mean, it's like a military unit. It's giving up your fort, giving up your base. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I'm not a, a complete historian on police history, but I'm, I know a lot about it. I don't think that ever happened in the history of New York City before. Uh, um, and if, if one of my, I mean, I talked to all three of my former police commissioners in the last couple of days, and about 20 of the former officers who worked with me, that include Dan Bongino, for example, and Bernie Carrick, who you've had on your show. Yes. And uh, they, they say, well, of course we wouldn't do it, but we also know you'd have fired us immediately um, and probably made us an example of cowardice. And no, you don't give up a police station. You don't give up a police station because, among other things, it has sensitive documents. It has all those records for people who you're not supposed to know are arrested. You're not supposed to know about the false charges that are made against them. It has enormous amounts of ammunition. Uh, I mean, it, it, it is quite legitimate to use deadly force to protect a police station, given the sensitive nature of what's in that station. You also, in many of these stations, you have um, you have people that are arrested. They have they have cell facilities, so you'll either be letting um, you'll be letting criminals out, which I guess you know people like De Blasio don't care about. In fact, they kind of applaud that. But you'd be, you'd be letting criminals out, or maybe uh, in the haste to get out, you might forget that they're in the basement and they'd be burned to death. Re- remember that precinct was burned. Yes, they torched they torched a, a precinct. And I, I believe that was the proximate cause of how this went went um, beyond uh, what it might have been. I think that was the that was the thing that convinced the both the professional and the amateur rioters that now they they they've got the the high ground now, that they don't really have an enemy. <laughs> now, wh- whether it's Minneapolis or whether it's the events we saw uh, yesterday in Washington D.C. or in Philadelphia. What should have happened 
which didn't. We saw a church that was set on fire. We saw businesses ransacked and looted. On the way to the studio today, I drove through Georgetown, the the, the toniest part of D.C. in terms of, of commerce, and I counted at least 30 30 businesses that were boarded up. I saw the vandalism against statues of people who had given their lives to liberate this nation just outside the White House. What should have happened in these cities that didn't happen, Mr. Mayor? We had a very, very well thought out, very well researched plan for preventing riots. I wrote a lot of it myself with Bill Bratton's people. I wrote it because the city had been subjected to riots and very bad ones by my predecessor. And I was in part elected because of those riots. There was a four-day riot in Crown Heights. It was basically a pogrom in which people were beaten up uh, and uh, their houses burned, their cars burned, their children beaten because they were Jewish. And then there was a riot in Washington Heights of equal duration. Uh, So a report had been written for then-Governor Cuomo about how to avoid it. It's a very good report. And I studied it along with other material. And we came up with our own plan. And I'll tell you the basis of the plan, very complicated. It includes things that I could see them doing very, very well, like walking the rioters and then peeling them off when they don't know it or walking them into large numbers of police officers. So they're walking up, let's say, Sixth Avenue and you get to 35th Street and you walk a group of of them into 35th Street and there are 100 cops waiting for them. And the key thing and is then, uh, you, you identify the instigators, the rabble-rousers, well, the yeah, you, you know, you do. I, I used to, when I used to teach this, I used to describe it like, watch those movies of lions chasing wildebeest. And, the, you know, a, a really smart lion looks for a wildebeest that's a little bit slower and has separated himself from the back. So you watch these people carefully. And the minute you can see a good opportunity to arrest them, you come in and arrest them because if you go in the middle of the crowd, as some of the younger cops did, you get a terrible beating. So if you go in as one cop in the middle of this these these outlaw thug crowds, they're going to beat the cop. Right? Who knows? They might even take the. They haven't done it so far, thank God. But they might take the cop's gun and kill him. So they were always ordered. You never go in with less than three people for an arrest. You try to separate them to arrest them. But the most important thing you do is you set the rules at the beginning when there still are only a few people there. Like I was in um, I was in downtown Brooklyn yesterday at the Barclays Center when it was forming. There must have been about 800 people there. That was the time to take control. The captain, the lieutenant, the, the inspector should have gotten up and said, we, got, you, you, we want you to peacefully protest. We feel as bad about what happened to, to, to Mr. Floyd as you do. As long as you're protesting, you got no problem with us. We're going to protect you. However, now listen carefully. The first one that throws a rock is arrested. The second one that throws a rock is arrested. The first one that tries to go into the liquor store and steal the liquor is going to be arrested. If you spit at a police officer, you're going to be arrested. So, so understand now, there's no suspension in the criminal law for you. This is called a lawful protest. The opposite of a lawful protest is an unlawful one. And you're coming with us in that big van over there. And we're taking a right to Island. And tell mommy and daddy you won't be back until tomorrow. 
Clarity, clarity, clarity. That's why this. No, if, you ever have, if, you ever, if you ever have Dan on your show, ask him. Yes. The first, the first riot. He was a cop under me. The first riot that he policed, and they did this, and he wasn't sure it was going to work. Uh huh. And when the third guy was taken away, all of a sudden half the crowd dispersed. Funny how that works. He's been a regular guest on our show, and we will get him back. Yeah, he's, he's, to- he's the. We're, we're talking to Rudy Giuliani. He has his own podcast called Common Sense. Check it out. It Just look up rudyscommonsense.com. That's, I love that. rudyscommonsense.com. Mr. Mayor, you are the, the person that we want to listen to most outside of the White House. Um, one question. There's so many conspiracy theories, all kinds of tweets and photographs. Is it plausible that we had allegedly protests in all 50 states, riots in dozens. Could this have happened without some kind of coordination centrally? Well, I don't think there's any doubt there's coordination. The question is, how much? Yes. How deep? How well done was it? Um, uh, I've already seen enough uh, texts and information that people have been sending to me, although I can't exactly yet you know, verify the accuracy of it. But I've seen enough information that says to me that there was a guiding hand involved in some of this. Now, how how um, how well organized it was, but definitely there's organization behind this. And uh, and it's it's anarchist. We yeah, want it's, to bring it's, our government it's, it's clearly, it, it's an anarchism. That there is no answer. When you're saying destroy, F the police, when you're saying down with capitalism, that way leads anarchy. That is isn't honoring, that isn't honoring uh, Floyd. Mr. Floyd. No, no. I mean, in fact, I think, that, I think they were extra uh, vicious here because this could have been a unifying moment for us. Yes. Because at, at, when this initially happened, I got calls from police officers who usually call me and complain. And say that you know they're not telling the story of the police officer correctly. They're being unfair to the police officer. I got I got like outraged reactions by professional police officers. What is he doing? Why did he do that? He should be prosecuted. We're not like him. He's going to cause trouble for us. He's going to get us killed. Yeah. Everybody was on their side. In in the last couple, everybody of- was on their. No, that, that nobody defended Officer Chauvin. Nobody, and this, the, the, the idea that's that dangerous did. for them. Yeah. Absolutely. That's uh, dangerous. Some of their people can find out that maybe we're actually good people. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, his show is on WABC out of New York, 4 to 6 every day. Also, rudyscommonsense.com for his podcast. In the last two minutes we have with you, Mr. Mayor, some people, some people have argued with me today that, this, that there's nothing political about this. This is about racial justice. I say for the last four years, there's one political party that has normalized violence, and it's not the GOP. Whether it's Maxine Waters saying uh, harass members of the cabinet if you see them, whether it's Eric Holder saying if they're down, you kick them. There there is a political context for this violence, is there not? Of course. I mean, first of all, half of them are blaming Trump for it. Yeah. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. Trump had nothing to do with the, the people to be blamed for this are the authorities in Minnesota. That was a very poorly trained police department. It was a very poorly investigated case. And then a mayor has completely abandoned his city. And the governor looks like a deer in headlights. He looks like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Uh, Trump has nothing to do with this. So if it's not political, what are they blaming him for? All he's done is offer help.
Last question, 30 seconds left. The president's imminent decision to classify Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization. I presume, Mr. Mayor, you'd agree with that? Absolutely. Been, been pushing forward for a year. It will help a lot in being able to tie together some of the loose ends that could tell you then how well organized this is. It could answer the Soros question, too. So you could get into their books. How much money does he donate and how closely associated is he with it? Wow. Yes. The big questions, coordination, financing. There's something there. Attorney General Barr is on the case and we will get our answers. We have been talking to Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York, America's mayor, the mayor who gave us all a sense of stability, of calm after September the 11th, which is what we need now. Listen to his podcast, rudyscommonsense.com, and also daily. How What a treat that is. Two hours of the mayor every day at WABC 4 to 6. Uh, I enjoy it immensely. Thank you, Rudy, for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The video of George Floyd, a black man in Minneapolis, held down by a police officer in an arrest with his knee on the back of his neck, resulted, as we now know, in his tragic death. Commenting on the video, Art Arcevedo, who is the head of the major city's chief association, said, I haven't heard anybody justify this. The sad reality is that George Floyd is now dead. When you look at the protests and rioting in Minneapolis, it is an ugly picture everywhere you look, and now not just in Minneapolis. But where does this story lead? It all comes down to the importance of the rule of law. If the rule of law breaks down, there is no rescue. Injustice, documented before our eyes, cries out for justice, but justice calls out for the rule of law in the courtroom and on the streets of America's cities. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, impacting policy decisions today, preparing public leaders for tomorrow.